welcome to you. This is your daily dose of positivity. I thank you so much for tuning in. I am Shirley Cole L. This episode can help us to have a better understanding of how to learn to trust God. Let me begin with the scripture. This is from the Bible, the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And you may have read this scripture before. You may be familiar with it. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Now this is one of my favorite scriptures. And I've often wondered, what is the meaning of this? Lean not into thy own understanding. Trust in the Lord. And to acknowledge him in all our ways. And and believe that he will direct our paths. Well, actually, you know, I ran across this article on juliesun.com. And it's about this very topic. Learn to trust God and live less burdened. It reads, God doesn't reveal the whole of his plans for us in part, so we can learn to trust him. So let me read on. She says, as my husband and I mull over how our retirement should look, The biggest piece of the puzzle involves our daughter, Rachel. Unable to live alone, any future plans we make will automatically include provisions for her. We have been praying for clear direction, and God has answered with the next step, not the full plan. God doesn't reveal the whole of his plans for us in part, so we can trust in him. And this quote is by Misty Morin. Okay, so to continue, one step at a time. I'm certain I'm not the only one who wishes God would explain it all. I want to know not just the next step, but the whole shebang. How he's going to rescue me from this trouble what he'll do to see me through that valley. Yet that's seldom the case. From the time the Lord created man, he has been far more likely to reveal his provisions for his children a little at a time. We clearly see this in the account of the Israelites' exodus from Egypt. God prepared Moses for the task of leading his people out of bondage in Egypt by explaining that he will be with Moses and that he will force Pharaoh's hand through a series of plagues. Pharaoh proved quite stubborn, requiring much convincing that letting the Israelites go would be in his best interest too. But instead of dumping the entire 
hand on Moses all at once, the Lord gave specific instruction, instructions with each plague. Each time the reluctant leader left Pharaoh's presence, turned down and turned away, he waited on God to reveal what would happen next. He waited, he trusted. So it goes on to read the Exodus. Finally, when after the 10th plague, Pharaoh still wouldn't let the Israelites go, God told Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go from here When he lets you go, he will drive you out of here. Now, again, Moses was only privy to the next step. The Lord assured the people they would gain their freedom, and he explained how it would happen. However, he left out a few minor details, like that Pharaoh would change his mind and chase them, It would appear they were trapped at the Red Sea, but God would part the waters for them and drown the Egyptians. Water and food would be scarce in the desert, but God would miraculously provide both. God could have prepared the Israelites for all the hardships that lay before them and saved Moses lots of headaches, but he didn't. Instead, he expected Moses and his people to trust him. That's what he asked us to do, too. A statement far easier to write than to live out. Learn to trust. Trusting God requires believing he is trustworthy. And to do so involves the work of the Holy Spirit as well as some intentionality on our part. First, we need to become familiar with God's character. The Israelites saw his power and his trustworthiness throughout the series of plagues. The Lord did miracle after miracle, and he never gave up on his people. Still, their situation in Egypt seemed impossible, especially as Pharaoh repeatedly said no, and worse, made their labor more difficult, but they knew the stories of old, the accounts of God's faithfulness to their forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, knowing the Lord is the same, yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13, 8, and then seeing his power in action during the plagues provided hope. Get to know your Lord. Be in the Word. Listen to Him. Study His promises. Second, we need to remember God's past provisions. Throughout their long journey through the wilderness, Moses took many opportunities to remind the Israelites how God had protected them along the way. From forcing Pharaoh's hand and letting them go to parting the Red Sea to miraculously providing water and food along the way. It's easy to forget. We need to be regularly reminded. Third, our current struggles can blind us to the truth of God's presence and provision. 
Therefore, it's important for us to surround ourselves with encouragers, those people who will point us back to truth, who will remind us that we aren't fighting our battles alone. In difficult times, we need others to help us see our rescuer, our warrior, who has promised to bring us through whatever we face. Many times I wish the Lord would let me in on a little more of his plan for our daughter's life, for her future. But then where would my faith come in? How much faith does it take to believe in something already seen or understood? How will I learn to trust him if he reveals it all? As frustrating as it can be at times, learning to rely on the Lord's character and promises instead of our own understanding lifts a heavy burden from our shoulders. We don't need to know it all as if we ever could. We don't need to figure it all out. Let it go. Instead, let the Lord do the heavy lifting. Our job is to learn to trust Him, and that really is the best way to live. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. And in all your ways, know him. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. This is your daily dose of positivity.